God changes your life, changes your thoughts, changes your desires, and changes your interests, and it comes out of God's Word. It's really learning to know God out of His Word. You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Faith Matters Podcast. Uh, This week, we have a special guest on with us. Every once in a while, we like to have a guest on to share their story of coming to faith in Christ. In fact, if you've come to faith in Christ, or if you do at some point in the future, maybe you'll find yourself coming on to the Faith Matters podcast to share your story. But we are privileged this week to have uh, Marius Nielsen with us. And uh, Marius, yeah, welcome, Marius. Thanks for having me. Thanks very much. Yeah, and uh, I've heard your story, and I'm excited for other people to hear about how you've come to Christ and how you've uh, come to salvation in your own personal life. And uh, I've known Marius uh, now for over a year, and uh, can I say this, Marius, you're part of our fellowship. Great, yes, absolutely. So we get to see Marius on a weekly basis. In fact, you've probably heard me many times here on the podcast invite you to be uh, part of our fellowship, and that's always our uh, warm <clears throat> invitation to you. Um, if you're looking for a place to worship, if you'd like to come and study the Bible, right now we happen to be in the book of Philippians. I know you would uh, enjoy it, but uh, contact us, and and uh, Marius and I would uh, welcome you um, with uh, the right hand of fellowship, or maybe a, a fist pump, or something, you know, <laughs> right now. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we want to extend that invitation to you. And uh, but it's been a blessing for me to to know Marius. Uh, he's been a Marius. You've been a good friend to me, Thanks. and really a blessing to our family, and brought a lot to our fellowship. And I will just brag on you a little bit. Marius is <laughs> uh, is. Um, uh, knows his Bible and uh, can um, quote a lot of scripture passages and um, you have a lot of uh, uh, um, just Bible knowledge to apply to life in general. And so uh, Marius is an encourager and is always there with a, with a wise word from God's word uh, appropriate to the situation. And so that's what I appreciate about Marius. And um, now here, here's another thing I, I've mentioned here on the podcast in the past. You, you may not have, uh, or maybe I didn't, I don't remember. But anyway, when I was a kid, I lived in Scandinavia. I, my family lived in Norway and Sweden. And so these days I can speak just a little bit of very rusty Norwegian and Swedish. And uh, that's a point of connection with Marius. Uh, Marius, uh, your last name is Nielsen. And yeah. that sounds very Scandinavian. Yeah, my father was Danish. <clears throat> Okay. He passed away there in 2016, but yeah, Denmark. Okay, so Marius, you are you're actually South African. Yeah, my mom is on Dutch Dutch descent. Okay, mm-hmm. and your family heritage is from Denmark. <clears throat> yeah, and you're living here in Ireland. Could could you tell us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been here in Ireland? Maybe just tell us about your background in South Africa. <clears throat> well, in South Africa, yeah, obviously we came over to Ireland in uh, 2001, so I guess we've been here like. 20, 21 years now. Uh, grew up in South Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was in the military, just to mention that, for about 10 years. Uh, was in Namibia, Angola, that uh, bush war that went on there. I saw uh, some combat, you know, like uh, three times we went into Angola. It was a different different time. 
mm. altogether. Um, very, I mean, it was a very turmoil, <clears throat> turmoil time mm. in South Africa with apartheid and everything like that, you know. I could imagine. So growing up. Or maybe I can't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, mm. so that's basically, you know, mm. where I'm coming from. So yeah, brought the family over here. And um, when you were, so you were in the military, that obviously had a big um, impact as far as shaping who you are today. Yeah. Um, and even before that, what was your childhood like? And I'm thinking especially in terms of your religious upbringing. Were your parents religious? Yeah. Actually, we were, if you can say the word religious, um, not a word I prefer to use, I probably... Now, these days, I talk about a relationship with Jesus rather than instead mm-hmm. of religion. But yes, we were a very religious family. My mom and dad, uh, we grew up in a Reformed church, which is kind of like, there were three Afrikaner churches, really, the Dutch Reformed Church, the Reformed Church, and the Re-Reformed Church. They're kind of similar, and yet they're a little bit different from each other. Mm-hmm. But I grew up, we went every Sunday morning to church. We Then we had Sunday school as well afterwards. And Sunday evenings there was church more. And that mm. was every Sunday. Mm. And yeah, I actually, I I loved going to church. Actually, quite honest, you know, I didn't really rebel against it. Maybe when I was a teenager, like all teenagers do at that time, right. get a bit wild. Yes, uh, <laughs> quite common. But yeah, it was it was good, and I learned a lot from uh, bringing you know growing up in that church and uh, with my parents, my mom taught me a lot mm. about the Bible stories and things like that. I had a lot of head knowledge. Mm. When I became 20, uh, you know, I'll probably go into this a little bit uh, more detail as we continue to talk. Uh, I came to a point in my life where <clears throat> something really bad and drastic happened where I thought by myself, you know, I, I've been going to church all my life. I was baptized as a baby. Uh, but I had no relationship. I didn't feel like I knew the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the one thing that really, uh, you know, I had to change. My life had to change. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I think that's true in, in every person that grows up in what we would call a Christian home or getting the foundation of you know, being raised around the Bible and yeah. getting your head filled with Bible knowledge. Absolutely. At yeah. some point, it has to work its way from up here down to here. Yeah. And, it, and there has to be not just a, a head knowledge, but a personal trust. Right. And so, you know, Marius's story here is the story about him uh, going from, you know, being raised with Bible knowledge as a child, but then embracing that for yourself. Um, yeah. as a young adult. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, so I guess what, you know, what led you in that direction then, uh, progressing with your story? Yeah, I was in the military at the time. Now I was about 20 years of age. Uh, I just come back from Namibia, the border area. Uh, I was up there for a whole year mm. and came back. And I had a weekend, uh, sort of like a weekend pass from the military. And I decided to uh, go and visit my parents. It was about a six-hour drive. Mm. And uh, then on Sunday, went back to the base. 
When I was driving from the one province, like my mom and them stayed in a province called KwaZulu-Natal. There was another province that you had to cross. It was the Orange Free State. And then you went into what they call the old Transvaal. In those days, it's changed now. They ch- the names have been changed. The Transvaal is now called Gauteng or something like that. Mm. But anyway, when we were crossing, when I was driving, uh, there was a little place in the Orange Free State called Villiers and a young guy, uh, he was about 20, I'd say, looked like similar to my age anyway. He was driving Alfa Romeo, looked at me, smiled, overtook me, and then overtook the car in front of me as well. And I was fiddling in those days, you still had these cassette tapes that you had to remove the tape when you listened. <laughs> so it wasn't the phone, it was... No, uh, you know, it was the cassette tapes was a distraction <laughs> there, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and I remember, so you had to look down and keep an eye on the road as well at the same time. And when I just saw something happening, like there was a huge spray, like almost like a big spray, like huge, like it looked like a, a, a rainbow kind of like that went in front of me in the road and I thought, what on earth is going on now? Hmm. But what had happened, a, a truck from the opposite side was a two-way traffic. The front tire of the truck burst and the truck jackknifed like this and the guy that looked at me a couple of seconds ago hit the truck's diesel tank and that was causing all this. Wow. You know? And we all stopped, got out, went. I went to his car on the other side. His car was on the right-hand side. The truck was kind of like on the left across the... I knew from looking at him that he was dead. Wow. Um, I've seen many dead uh, corpses and dead people in the military. Uh, there was blood coming out of his ears, out of his nose, out of his eyes. So oh, like, goodness. Very like... Um, I remember there, and then we mm. waited for the police to come, because you have to wait for at an accident. You have to wait there. It's African law. You have to wait. You can't just drive away. Mm. I remember when I was driving back to Pretoria. The base was in Pretoria. It felt like there was somebody sitting next to me in the car, and I—that's the only way I can describe it. Mm. There's some kind of presence. I don't know what it was, but this thought kept coming back to me. If that was you now, where would you be? Would mm. you be in heaven or hell? And I, it would, that that really rattled me. Because if that guy hadn't overtaken you on the road, do you think right. that would have been you? Well, it's very possible. Very possible. Yeah, I mean, it, it could have, yeah. That truck it could have been close The guy in front of me or me. Uh-huh. You know, it was just. So he overtook you and another man. and then That's right. And then it was, was within a second he was dead. Wow. So that really. I was in shock. Yeah, I can imagine. You know? Yeah. It worried me the whole week. Mm. I remember that. And the following weekend, and I'm thinking this to, about this every single day. And then I went and visited my cousin and uh, the weekend, and she introduced me to another girl. And we were sitting in a bedroom there, and she was telling a story of how she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as her saviour. And all the time she's telling her story, I felt like crying all the time. There was just this emotion inside me, Mm. you know, boiling up. And I just 
wanted what she had. Mm. She had something that I was searching for for a long, long time. Mm. Um, cut a long story short, um, I went back to the base. Mm. She said she was from, uh, she got saved. She accepted the Lord Jesus as a saviour. And she was attending the, I think it was a, a full gospel church, the Pentecostal full gospel church. Well, I thought, well, that's the road she went to. So I, I kind of like looked in the directory in those days. It wasn't phones and easy looking up and Google. Mm-hmm. It was proper big, chunky uh, yellow pages. Mm-hmm. Looked where the full gospel church was, if there was any church there near me where I was based. And there was. Hmm. So I remember it was on the 4th of May, 1982, at about 6 o'clock in the evening. I drove my car to this full gospel minister's house. I didn't phone him before the time. I just knocked on his door. He opened the door. He was on his way out. They had a choir practice on at the church. I said to him, I need urgent answers, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Something happened and I began, he he welcomed me in and we sat down and I told him what happened. I told him about this question that kept bugging me the whole week. And uh, the question of where, where, where's my internal destination, my eternal destination Mm. is like, that, that was really what rang to me, you know. Wow. Grew up in church all my life, and I didn't know for sure would I go to heaven or would I go to hell. Hmm. You know, like I thought, well, I was quite a, I didn't think myself as a bad person. Mm-hmm. Well, I grew up in a great home. I was a very sporty person, played rugby, obviously, being South African, playing rugby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I said to him, I don't have assurance whether I'm going to go to heaven. Hmm. You know, I thought, well, I, I might go to heaven. I, I was, I thought I was a fairly good person. I might go to heaven. Yeah, might's not very reassuring, no, is it? No, no. And then he hmm. took the Bible and he started reading scriptures to me. And he said, you can actually know you're going to go to heaven. And he told me what Jesus did on the cross. Now, I kind of knew all that stuff up here. I had all the Bible stories, and um, so he, it's like he he uh, he read that that day. Some I heard Bible s- stories and scriptures that I listened to all my life as a child. Now suddenly they became alive, and I thought I never knew that was in the Bible. Heard him in a totally yeah, new light. I heard it in a different light. Wow. And he said to me, then he said to me, "Would you like to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior?" And I said, yes, I would. Because I'd already had the girl's testimony the week before. So I said, yes. And mm. so we knelt there. And he mm. said to me, just tell God, speak in your own, just tell him, ask him. So I said, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Everything that I've done. I know that you died on the cross for me. You took all my sins upon you. And... Come and live in my heart. Mm. And I tell you, Steve, when I left there that night, I mean, he obviously 
the choir practice never happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I left there and I was on absolute cloud 13, never mind cloud nine. I was on cloud 13. <laughs> I mean, I, I just knew my life was changed. Oh, yeah. I knew, I knew. I mean, yeah, I was a guy that used to curse and cuss and swear a lot in the military. And obviously that took about three weeks to get out of my system. Mm. But then <laughs> I started, my life just started cleaning up, you know, and then I started going to church with a new vigor. Can I ask you this? Um, you know, I, I try to talk about on here for uh, a fair amount, I think, that when you place your trust <clears throat> in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells you. Yeah. And you're you're saying that you felt like you were on cloud 13 and immediately there were some changes in your life. Yeah. Can you just talk a little bit about for people who haven't experienced the Holy Spirit, for people who are even maybe doubting, is there a Holy Spirit? What is it like to receive the Holy Spirit the moment you place your trust in Christ? I tell you, when you place your trust in Christ, and that's when uh, the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you, like mm -hmm. Jesus said he would, your life changes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you don't have to do anything. You just have to receive him. Yeah. He changes your life. It's a lifelong thing. I mean, you felt different, right? Oh, I was felt so clean. I didn't feel like condemned anymore. Like I was thinking about, I did this wrong. Uh, this is, you know, like mm -hmm. that surety of whether I was going to heaven or hell. It was gone. Mm. Gone. Oh, yeah. Gone. Mm. Gone. I knew. I knew that I was going to go to heaven. Yeah, that, you know? that's an excellent point that uh, if you're depending on being a good person to get to heaven, like you, you said earlier that yeah. you were just thought you might go to heaven. Yeah. I said that wasn't very reassuring. As soon as uh, God washes you clean uh, by the blood of Christ, right? When we trust in Christ as our Savior, he washes yeah. us clean and you felt clean that totally takes the weight off of you of wondering if you've been good enough. Yeah. You already know, and that gives you tremendous peace. Absolutely. Right? I mean, the, ultimately, there's only one person. Like one of the Psalms says, God says, there's none that is good. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, uh, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. There's only one person that was good enough, mm -hmm. and that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. So by him coming to live in your life, he, you you just got to yield yourself to him right. and let him live his life through you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that I still ask. make mistakes, plenty of mistakes. I still sometimes, I was, you know, <laughs> life works like that. You know, that's yeah. just the way life is. Yeah, we wouldn't make the claim, and the Bible doesn't say that you're, you're going to be perfect no, or that your no. life is going to be perfect. No, I think it's an ongoing work. But what happens is uh, there's a new presence of God in your life Absolutely. and your outlook and mm. things begin to change in you yeah. that eventually does affect the way that you live your life. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. So that in a nutshell uh, is how my life, it was 1982, I still remember it. Every, every year, the 4th of May, 1982, when I was still in South Africa, I used to phone the pastor every year on the 4th of May, 1982. Same. I'm still going strong. I'm still saving. <laughs> I'm that still was an saving encouragement God. to him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I say, I believe he's still alive, but I've been trying mm. to track him down. But uh, so far, 
I know his son works at one of the universities oh. uh, in Potchefstroom, which is that one in, in, in the old uh, Transvaal. Yeah. Hmm. But I can't trace him at this stage. But it would be great to speak to him and say, listen, I'm still going strong. I bet so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. So. Well, if I could just kind of sum up um, uh, for our viewers, you lived in a Christian home. Yeah. And um, uh, went to church faithfully with your family. Your family made sure you were in church. Yeah. You went to Sunday school. Right. And really got uh, a good base uh, knowledge of the Bible. Yeah. And but you said the Bible was all up here. You'd yeah. heard these Bible stories over yeah, and over. Yeah. Uh, it didn't really have an effect on your heart, but uh, it took a little bit of a crisis event in your life to wake you up to yeah. your need for the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And to have assurance of salvation. Yeah. And it was a near. Uh, well, it was a man two cars ahead of you that was killed in a car yeah. accident, and. Um, God uses things like that in our lives, bring things into our lives that disrupt our thinking and cause us to, well, you called out, <laughs> went yeah. and sought out a church. That's right. Asked the pastor, what does the Bible say about how I can know for sure where I'm going when I die? Yeah. And um, let me just mention this uh, for anyone watching. You know, God doesn't always bring a crisis experience in our life. But still, the day of salvation is today. And uh, whether you, um, you know, go through some kind of crisis experience or get, you know, uh, scared to death <laughs> to wonder where you're going when you die, whether or not that happens, um, your eternal destiny is still at stake. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And it may be that God would bring, be gracious enough to bring something into your life to wake you up to your need for Christ. Um, and maybe he's just using Marius' story, you know? Maybe God working in Marius' life to, to bring you to salvation yeah. is what God might be using in your life to wake you up for your need for salvation. And maybe you're where Marius was, where, you know, you've been baptized as a baby, you think you've lived a good life, but when it comes right down to it, you're not sure where you would spend eternity. And just like Marius was saying here, the Bible does teach us that no one is good and that everyone needs Christ. What did Jesus Christ do for us? He died on the cross, Absolutely. shed his blood, took your sins and my sins on himself, Amen. paid that price. Yep. And when we trust in his sacrifice for us, he washes away all of our sin, all of the guilt. And like Marius eloquently put it, there was no more fear. I forget no. exactly what you said, but uh, you, you just said, you know, it gave you this tremendous peace. Yeah. And um, uh, the, the worry and the fear about where you'd go when you died was gone. You yeah. knew you would go to heaven. Absolutely, yes. And that... Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't luck. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. But I mean, it's not what I do from now on in my life obviously you want to obey you want to obey God's word because yes. you love Jesus yeah that's not you don't do works to get into heaven right Jesus did it on the cross you're not always trying to prove yourself to God no 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 and that's um, a lot of freedom so it brings a lot of freedom yeah you know Oh, yeah. It's just, it's like a big burden just gets lifted off your back. Right. You know? 
Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you're, you're doing good works just because you love God, but not out of fear of being accepted by God. Because yeah. if you've received Christ, you already know you are accepted. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be in Christ, you know, to have a, that special relationship with Christ. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful feeling, and I, I hope that you can... Um, I hope that you've had that experience. And um, if you're not sure, you know, of your eternal destiny, if you're not sure that you would make it into heaven, uh, we would like to talk with you and uh, get in touch with the Navin Baptist Fellowship and any number of people would love to share with you from the Bible about how you too can uh, know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Um, you could just call out to him right now. Uh, just by faith, confess your sin, confess your need for his saving sacrifice, ask him to save you. And the Bible promises, God promises in his word that he will save you if you ask. And if you've made that decision, or if you'd like help uh, to learn more about this, please get in contact with us. And as I said, uh, uh, we would love to speak with you, love to help you with that. And let me also extend another invitation to uh, join with us at the Navin Baptist Fellowship. If you're just curious and you're wondering, what is the Bible all about? Well, we talk about it every Sunday. And uh, on Sunday, we worship the Lord. Uh, we pray for one another. And we open up the Bible to discover Bible truth. And we grow together um, spiritually. And so we'd like to invite you to join us. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, Marius. You're welcome. And uh, I don't think we've seen the last of Marius on here. Uh, he's going to come back and uh, we'll have uh, many, uh, I think, helpful faith-type conversations um, going forward that I, I think will be beneficial to you uh, in your life of faith. So thank you for watching and um, please come back and uh, join us next week and we'll see you then.